It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app, we appreciate everybody checking us out. I want to head directly out to the hotline and welcome in Mike Mooneyham from the Post and Courier. Mike, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Rob. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. I'm holding my own up here in Columbia, and I've asked folks that have come on, uh, what uh, what you're doing to fill the sports void? Can you share with us uh, either what you're watching on TV or what housing pro- house project you're working on? Share that with us a little bit. I'm uh, you know I'm watching of course I'm watching more TV than I than I have in the past. But uh, actually, what I'm doing is I'm watching a lot of old shows. I love the old uh, the old sitcoms from the '60s and '70s. So I'm sort of binging on that, if you will. You know, a lot of folks uh, have been I, – I had on uh, Coach Tim Medlin from uh, USC Sumter last week, and he, he said that uh, he was watching the, the encore presentation of, uh, of WrestleMania that they're showing on ESPN. That's kind of unique that they're, uh, that they're doing that with ESPN, right? Yeah, you know, they, uh, they have a relationship that, that dates back a, a good while, and um, I think WWE actually wants to do more things with them, too. Um, so it's it's not too surprising, but it, it you know it does fill up a lot of time with some some pretty good content. And content is what they need right now. I mean, with uh, they don't have college basketball to lean back on, no NIT games, none of that. I mean, it's the coronavirus. It, it's affecting the country as a whole in just just a, a horrible, horrible way. But I mean, it has definitely wreaked oh, yeah. havoc with the sports calendar. It really has, and you know, right now I'm kind of uh, concerned about college football season. You know, um, uh, my buddy Teddy Hefner this morning, who uh, does uh, yeah. talking sports with us, he he tweeted out yeah. a little bit ago that he uh, that uh, SEC coaches have been told there's a fifty fifty shot that we have college football this season. So he's going to talk with us about that on Wednesday. But yeah, we well, might be in the in the realm of no college football. That's kind of crazy, right? I, I I don't think I'll make it through the year. I don't think I can do that. But yeah, yeah, things are strange, you know, and there's, there's really no way we can predict what's going to happen. So I guess we just have to, uh, you know, day by day and hope for the best, huh? I agree with you on that. But you know what, though? I, I, I bring you in today to talk to you about uh, WrestleMania 36, which is, is slowly becoming the uh, one of the more, most interesting WrestleManias ever, and it has nothing to do with what the WWE creative is putting out there. It's just what the coronavirus has done to it. You're talking about you're referring to Coronamania. Well, I didn't I didn't want to come out with that name, but uh, we, we can go with Coronamania. That's fine. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, who, I wonder who coined that. That uh, I'm sure Vince McMahon heard that and, and lost his mind. I'm sure. 
Yeah, the, it, this is real strange. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your take is on it, but uh, I, I might have a take that's not too popular. And uh, and look, I understand the guys and gals are doing their best to go out there and perform and and you know do their thing. But man, it just seems so strange watching a wrestling show in front of an empty arena and no, you know, no cheering, no booing. Um, I guess, I guess that would have could have uh, been a good thing years ago, back in the old days, the true believers, you know. But how wrestling is built up now is sports entertainment. I mean, let's face it: wrestlers feed off the energy of the fans, and vice versa. How much energy can you generate with no fans? Um, it, it's really hard for me, as to know, as somebody who has followed the business for more than fifty years. Um, it, it's difficult for me to to get into it. I just I, I have a hard time. You know, they're, they're, my take on it is very simple. I don't think that the world is going to be mad at Vince McMahon if he decides, you know what, I'm just going to kind of back off a little bit and, you know, we'll put out a best of WrestleMania, whatever. They've already got that going on the network now as it is. Right. I, I, I just don't. With, I guess that I have the, the mentality the same as you do. When the wrestlers go out there and do their thing, a lot of it, they feed off of what the crowd is giving them, and now they have they're they have they're not getting fed in the ring. So the performances they've had with these empty arena shows is just not what you want. You know what I mean? I know exactly, and that's that's what it is. It's the performance, and you know the the, the people who are watching on television are seeing that is more performance than maybe sports entertainment or wrestling, and with no fans to uh to be witness to it it's just you know wrestling is a is a spectacle sport it's a spectacle um presentation right and this is like you know i just get a really bad feeling when I, and i'm I, i've tried really honestly i've tried so hard to get into it into and and uh, you know i've got to preface it by saying you know these performers these guys and gals are doing the best of, to their ability but it just doesn't come off looking well. And my fear is that when this is over in a month, two months, three months, whatever it might be, I'm going to have a hard time getting that picture out of my mind and seeing these guys, these people in the ring just going through moves and almost reminded me of wrestling school, you know, being at a, uh, at a wrestling school and watching, you know, the, the, the watching the uh, performers uh, go through the moves. It, it just, I just hope it doesn't, you know, have that kind of stigma. Yeah, but, I mean, the stuff that's already kind of been taken out of the show and uh, of the main thing being uh, Roman Reigns saying, you know what, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. That's one of your big main events there. And if, you look, if you're looking at it from McMahon's perspective, he probably paid a pretty penny to get uh, Bill Goldberg to go to Saudi Arabia and then come back and do this WrestleMania match. Uh, now it's like... You don't have Roman Reigns, which is what they're still promoting, by the way. Yeah, and from, yeah, your, from your article, it says that he's not going to be there. I mean, I just don't get it. Well, you know, WrestleMania, talking about WrestleMania, I mean, the matches have already been taped. It's done. You know, we're, we're a week away, but the show is actually completed. So there's no mystery. There's no, you know, I'm wouldn't be surprised if we see some spoilers surface somewhere. 
And no, Roman Reigns, uh, to his credit, he said, no, I don't want to do this. You know, I'm, uh, I, I'm a prime candidate for, for this virus, this virus. And I'm not going to take care to, uh, risk my health and my, possibly my life for even a rest, a main event at WrestleMania. I don't blame him one bit. But the whole thing is convoluted. You know, you've got some people who I'm pretty sure don't want to be there, away from their families. They're, um, they're just not in a good place. Now, if you listen to Triple H on these um, this media tour that he's doing, you know, he's selling the product. He's putting a spin on it. That's his job. Putting a, a, a nice face on, on WrestleMania, um, saying that, you know, WWE is doing just what they do, and that's putting smiles on people's faces. Well, you know, at what cost? And really, could we have not waited? Could you have not canceled WrestleMania this year? And like you say, just do replays. Um, they're doing a lot of that anyway because the ranks are really thinning. You know, I've heard as of this weekend that a couple of other um, performers have come down with coronavirus. And uh, I think one of them actually wrestled, but he had had the virus earlier and it was, he said he was over it now. So, you know, it's just it's too risky to do, number one. And number two, um I, you know, every week I see these people in an empty ring and I mean, an empty with an empty arena and it just doesn't, I just don't have, it doesn't project a good vibe for me. You know, do you think that Vince McMahon basically came into this and he had to cancel the XFL season? And do you yep. think that he, that that may have had a little bit more to go with on this, meaning that he's like, you know what? I had people running the XFL like I said they were going to run it. Yes, we lost a ton of money on that because we weren't able to complete the season. But wrestling is my home, and by God, the show is going to go on. Do you think that's the mentality McMahon is having right now? I think that's exactly uh, that's exactly how he feels. The show must go on. Um, if you know, let's say let's say the city of Tampa never pulled the plug on it, and it said it was okay, he'd probably do it. You know, it, but. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't like I said. It doesn't leave a good feeling with a lot of people. I'm one of them. Uh, I'm sure a lot of fans are thrilled. You know, I mean, it's wrestling. It's whatever they perceive to be wrestling, and maybe it's just about a presentation, and that's fine and good. I mean, there's nothing else happening in the sports world. You know, wrestling. We have wrestling going on. I think AEW is still doing their uh, weekly Wednesday night shows. So, you know, if it goes on for two months, I don't, I don't know how they can do it. I don't know how they can continue at this pace because there are going to have there are going to be people who come down with the virus. And, um, you know, it's it's just not a healthy thing in, in my book anyway. You know, and not not to uh, to put Vince McMahon's age out there, but I mean, he's 74 years old. He's definitely in the the higher portion as far as if you get exposed to this, it could kill you. I mean, yeah. and he's still obviously going to be hands-on with everybody else. Uh, do you think that someone's going to eventually get to him and be like, look, you could be playing with your life, sir? I hope so. You know, I hope I hope somebody, either Hunter or Stephanie or somebody, is, you know, maybe, and maybe he's well-guarded. Maybe he's away from everything and he's calling the shot remotely. But, um, and, you know, I feel sorry for a lot of the guys that really do. This was going to be Drew McIntyre's shining moment. Drew's a good guy, and he's worked a long time for this opportunity. Um, 
and, and I hate it that it's going to be in front of, you know, just people watching, uh, not at the arena, but on television and pay-per-view. Um, and I know he's really, he's asking fans to take videos of how they celebrate his win and share them to the public. Um, and he says, you know, it's going to be something the fans will never forget. And uh, I'm pretty sure that last statement uh, is something they will never forget. Not in a good way, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, I, uh, Mike Mooneyham joining us from the Post and Courier. You know, they're showing a lot of retro stuff right now. And I was thinking about this as I drove in today. I wonder how some of the promoters from the past, uh, guys that have booked territories before, like uh, Jim Cornette, um, I mean, guys guys like that, that had promotions in the past, how do you think they would deal with this right now? Would they have the same mentality, or is Vince McMahon running on his own here? In the old days, they would have probably, they would have probably held shows. Uh, there would have probably been no bans on this virus, and you know, people would have just gone on. Well, as business as usual, it, it, was, it was a whole different time back then. But, um, you know, I think being an old school guy, people like Cornette would say, look, you know, we're just shutting the we're shutting the door for a while. We'll be back and maybe show some old shows or, you know, fill up their content. Um, that's 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 a mainly that's a main reason why WWE is forging ahead with these shows. You know they they've got financial responsibilities. They a lot of money is on the line as far as their like their you know contract with Fox. That that's a really big contract, and they're going to yeah. pump out content in any way they they have to because it's 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 money in the bank for them. So you know they've got to come up with something, and I guess we're going to see replays and you know maybe an occasional match or two you know in front of that. Yeah, empty arena, the old performance center. But, you know, my point is it, it's leaving a, an impression of wrestling that the further this goes on, uh, the more vivid that, that picture is going to be of wrestling as sort of a, a, a presentation, uh, a theater presentation that doesn't resemble anything to professional wrestling. Um or even to sports entertainment at this point. I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's an unfortunate situation, um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, final question for Mike Mooneyham from the Post and Courier, and I've asked the folks that I've had on in the past week the same question. If uh, by chance uh, we do get to a point where we have football season in the fall, you know, they say that this virus – uh, once it gets above eighty degrees, it kind of it, it kind of yeah. tapers off a little bit, but it could come back in say November. If you got tickets to go to Death Valley in November, would you go? Uh, probably. It's, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I really, you know, it's it's and that's you know, you put me in a tough spot. It's a tough call. I know, right? I mean, um, it's tough for everybody because people are now getting to a point where. They're paying off their uh, their Ipte money or their Gamecock Club money, and are, am I going to go ahead and get my season tickets, or am I going to tell them, hey, you know what, I'm going to taper off a little bit and watch from the house? Yeah, I, I think the more prudent uh, the more, more prudent choice at this time would be to watch from the house, and you know, hope the hope everything goes as planned. But there's there's absolutely no guarantee on anything at this point. We're in a real strange period. Uh, in history here. It's uh, uncharted waters. So, um, yeah, 
you know, let's just hope we have a football season. I mean, we're talking about the late August and September, you know, if it, if it lasts this long, then we've got more problems than college football season starting up. You're right about that. Brian online says they're charging a hundred dollars for the pay-per-view without the network to watch an empty arena. I, I, I have no clue who's going to buy that crazy. I don't either. I absolutely have no idea, you know, who would buy that. Um, all I know is they, they, they say it's going to be an, uh, an instant classic to a symphony of silence. So we'll see. Mike Mooneyham joins us from the Post and Courier. Of course, his latest book, Final Bell, is out right now. And if you're having to sit in your house, you might as well read Final Bell. You can get a copy from Amazon. I'm not, I'm not joking. It's true, man. I mean, I read some more of a Final Bell the other day. If yeah. you're having to sit in your house and read something, you might as well read something that's good, right? Yeah, you know, and, and I'm... Uh, you know, I'm. I, I really like the book a lot. I mean, I wrote it, and I'm not uh, tooting my own horn, but it's some really good stuff. If you, uh, if you're a fan of wrestling history, and you don't have to be an, a real old school fan to appreciate some of the uh, bios that are in the book. But, um, you know, I wrote most of the. I wrote just all of those columns. Actually, they're pretty much presented uh, as I wrote them at the time. And a lot of those guys were my friends. A lot of those guys and gals were my, some were very close friends. And it was really hard writing that. I kind of uh, put my heart into it when I, when I wrote those. So, you know, I, I, I'm really proud of the finished product. And um, it's got a lot of good names in there. If you like Johnny Valentine, Wazoo McDaniel, Roddy Piper, Fabulous Moolah, you can go down the list. There are about 40 of them in the book. Um, it's a pretty good read, especially for, for this time, you know, that we're going through. Of course, you can pick that up on Amazon, and uh, they'll deliver it to your house because Amazon is still flowing, my friend. That's the easiest way to get it and um, and then go from there. Mike, I appreciate you joining the show, man. Tell folks where they can you, follow Rob. you on Twitter, sir. Yes, uh, by Mike Mooneyham. Simple. Yeah, very simple. Also, also on Facebook, you know, I have a column every week in the Posting Curry in Charleston. You can access that online as well. Mike, thanks for joining the show, man. Look forward to uh, having you on in the future, man. My pleasure, Rob. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. It's great to have Mike Mooneyham on with us from the Post and Courier. Uh, His book, Final Bell, one of the coolest wrestling books ever, if you're into that kind of thing. Now, I know some folks are like, Rob, you know, you talked so much about wrestling. It's what I grew up with, man. I mean, seriously. I am going to talk about football season when we come back because uh, Teddy Hefner, our friend from uh, The Mornings, have tweeted out something today. I'm going to read you that tweet when we come back. Kind of, uh, kind of hits you in the face as far as football season goes. Yeah, so we'll talk about that and a lot more in just a moment. You're listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Appreciate the folks following us on Facebook Live today. You can uh, check out the show there as well. And, of course, Mike Mooneyham for joining the show today. Uh, tomorrow, former Clemson sharpshooter, and I'm going to call him that because he's one of the, the greatest three-point shooters I got to see in person. Uh, Terrence Oglesby joins us tomorrow. We're going to talk about the NBA draft and more. Wednesday, Teddy Hefner will join me, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, football season possibly being canceled. You know, Brian and I were talking about this during the break that – uh, you know, you mentioned the pay-per-view is $100 for WrestleMania. Remember back in the day, like, you would 
you would uh, the, like the pay per views were like thirty nine ninety five, right? And you're like, there, man, I can't spend all that money for thirty nine ninety five at my house. So you get like four of your friends together, or ten of your friends together, or whatever. You get people you didn't even know, just have them over at your house, so you can get that price point down to I'll pay five bucks to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, we can do that. My buddy Aunt Mac from our sister station, one hundred point one, the beat. We used to do that. We just split the pay per view. And then uh, my wife was cool enough that she would cook for us. So we'd have all kinds of like, it was like the Super Bowl for us when we, uh, we had WrestleMania at the house. But that's kind of the way it was now. But now with the network, you can watch on your iPhone, watch whatever you want. It's kind of weird. We'll take calls on WrestleMania if you want at 803-978-1832. If you missed the interview with Mike Mooneyham, we'll have him at, um, on the podcast. You can check that out later on. But I wanted to uh, talk a minute about uh, something that... Uh, Uh, Teddy Hefner tweeted out earlier. He says, I'm told the SEC office briefed the uh, HFCs, which I guess is head football coach. I just don't want to misquote Teddy here. And told them 50-50 football season goes forward and be prepared for it to be canceled. Wow. Uh, We need to start thinking as a community, as far as sports goes, that there is a chance that we may not have a football season. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they're prepping behind the scenes, according to this tweet from Teddy Hefner, who is someone that I value as far as uh, the sources and stuff that he has. The man's been doing this for a long, long time. Long, long time. So... The shout out to Brian saying he was never invited to watch WrestleMania with uh, myself and Aunt Mac. Uh, you you were married at the time. You 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 couldn't get a kitchen pass anyway. But no, uh, Teddy Hefner saying that today in his tweet. That is um, something that is absolutely crazy when you stop and think about it, because football season. And I know you're thinking football season starts in September, Rob. How can that possibly happen that way? Well, look at it from this perspective. You've got to think about this. In addition to, um, you got to bring these guys in. They've got to have their workouts and everything else to get ready to play. Let's say that we get an all clear. It's still going to take a while to get everything back together and as close to normal as we once knew it. So I think that's one of the big things that we're having to look at here is that college football and the the, the pros and everything else, until we can get uh, the curve flattened, and, you know, there's talks of people out there trying to find a vaccine for this. I don't know where that stuff is, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to try to be. But I do understand that if you don't have uh, the curve flattened and and things like that, it's just not going to go on. Now, are we going to have a football season? I don't know. A tweet from Teddy Hefner says it's a 50-50 shot. We'll take your calls on that at 803-978-1832. Do you think we're going to have a football season? If it were you, would you want, not just from a fan perspective, from the coaching perspective, from the athletic director's perspective, if you were crowned with that and you were told, all right, look, if we're going to have a football season, you got to figure it out, what would you put in place? For me, it would be really hard. I mean, you have the idea that you could do uh, games in front of an empty, uh, empty, empty stadiums. You could do that. I mean, do you really want to do that? Do you think that that will still be something people will watch? 
not that the sports are out there for people to watch, but you've also got to think about this, too. If you're on a football field, it's a contact sport. If you have teams coming in from, let's say, Ohio, or let's, let's say, uh, oh, I don't know, you can do the math wherever. Do you want a team that's uh, coming in from New York to play a team from the South? No, you don't want that. You don't want that at all. 803-978-1832. Better televise a Madden competition. Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the help on Facebook Live. That's funny. Um, I think they had a Madden competition last night on Fox, by the way. I don't know. I know people are watching the iRacing. My uh my Twitter feed at Rob Sounds Good went alive yesterday when people were uh, tweeting about the NASCAR stuff. And you know, I agree with what Mike Mooneyham said about maybe WrestleMania is not the thing to do, but you know what? I'm going to watch. And you know what? If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to watch too. Why? Because there's nothing else to watch. It's kind of weird because I've been sitting at home and I've been binging on TV, but I always go back to the wrestling stuff. Yesterday, as I was moving around the house and stuff, cleaning and doing a little bit here and there, What did I have on? They had like the five greatest WrestleMania matches or whatever it was on the WWE Network. And I watched them, even though I've seen every single one of them, I still watch them. And I think there's still fans that are out there like me that are going to do the same thing, even though you know that maybe this isn't the best look, you're still going to watch WrestleMania. That's still going to happen. And I think it's going to be the same way when we get into the college football season. We can sit and we can talk about it and be like, oh, man. I think there's going to be a set of people that, and I'm one of them, that it'd be really hard for me to go to a game at Williams-Brice Stadium or up at, uh, up at Clemson or wherever. I don't want to be in a crowd that big right now until I know this is tapered down. Don't want to do that. I, I just don't. But... There are going to be people that if they think that they can go in there, they're going to go. There's going to be a section of people that don't care. You can, uh, I, I re, re, uh, reposted some stuff I've seen from the weekend. Like Folly Beach was packed this weekend. You've seen pictures of people down on Myrtle Beach. And then I was told, okay, it wasn't that crowded, but wow. People are still going to be out and about. So there's still going to be people that are going everywhere. That's just the reality of, of how some people are. Unless there's some sort of mandate that you can't go, which uh, supposedly has to come from the governor, according to uh, the attorney general in our state. But you'll watch WrestleMania. You'll watch college football, because that's what we do. If you're listening to this show, you're definitely a sports fan. Or you may just tune in for the, the sultry sound of my voice. I don't know. But either way, I'm sure that you'll be watching WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday. And I think Vince McMahon thinks that too. They're going to watch anyway. And we joke about somebody paying $100 for the pay-per-view. Someone will. (laughs) Trust me. Someone will. Someone who can't figure out the the WWE Network, they'll do it. I mean, it's not going to be like it was in the... If we had our typical WrestleMania. But people will... Uh, still be flocking to it. You know, Vince McMahon's moniker always is the show must go on. Now he's the only show. 
I mean, literally, he is the only show. And I think that's that may be the mentality he has right now. I appreciate Mike Mooneyham from the Post and Courier joining us. you got to check out his book called Final Bell, as we were talking about earlier, and, of course, uh, his column in the, uh, the Post and Courier, which I have been reading since 1997. Showing my age a little bit. Because I, I was able to find it, and uh, I started reading it online uh, after that. 97, 98, something like that. I was able to find copies of it online, and that's how I would read it. But... Mike Mooneyham from the Post and Courier joining us today, talking a little bit about WrestleMania. And uh, Teddy Hefner's tweet earlier kind of shocked shocked me a little bit. Uh, Teddy's going to join us on Wednesday to talk about that and what he thinks on the uh, the football season front here. Uh, I, I don't know where it's going to go because it seems like every, every time we turn around, something's crazy happening on this coronavirus front. I do think it's real. People are dying. But the reality is is that I, I don't know how to deal with it. And I don't think the average person does. I think staying at home is the smart thing to do. We'll take a quick break. More of the rundown when we come back. Strap in. It's time for The List. The List this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I was scanning down the schedule of football games. And now I want to make sure that I put this out there. I want people to be safe, but these are five games in the SEC that are in September that I look at and I'm like, man, I I really want to see that game. I'm going over the ACC stuff, and I will have the ACC matchups tomorrow, but these are five SEC games that are in September that you look at it and you're like, wow, I want to see this. This is going to be some on-fire football. All right? Uh, That's the, the best way I can describe it. I don't want people... Getting infected with the coronavirus, I understand that there's a lot going on, but the reality is is that if we do get to a football season, these five SEC games are going to be uh, outstanding. Number five. Number five, I'm going with Auburn and North Carolina. This game is on September the 12th in Atlanta. This could be Mac Brown's second coming out party. Now, if you remember last season, there was North Carolina was coming off of just one of their it was just a really bad season. They Larry Fedora had kind of run the program into the ground. Mac Brown comes in, and with the help of Sam Howell, the freshman quarterback, who he flipped from Florida State, he was able to beat South Carolina, a team that they thought that uh, South Carolina was going to comfortably win that game. I thought South Carolina was going to comfortably win that game, going in with a senior quarterback against the freshman quarterback. Who knew that Mac Brown could still coach? This could be the big-time coming-out party for him, though, because Mac Brown will be playing an Auburn team that he could put them into a spot early, meaning that if Auburn loses this game, what do they have to play for other than beating Alabama? You may lose a good portion of your players under Gus Malzahn. And, of course, Auburn's got the new offensive coordinator in Chad Morris. So lots of little things to look at. That's going to be an interesting matchup on September the 12th. Number four. Also on September the 12th, you've got Kentucky playing at Florida. Um, The last three seasons, this has been one of the best SEC games. Now, I know everybody tells me, but Rob, Kentucky's not very good. you got to pay attention. Kentucky plays some pretty good football. In the last three years... 2017, Kentucky blew a double-digit lead, but 
um, Florida came back. 2018, Kentucky goes into Florida and wins in the Swamp for the first time in 31 years. 2019, Felipe Frank suffered a season-ending injury. Kyle Trask rallied the team back and brought the Gators back from double digits as they won. Coach Stoops can coach at Kentucky. This is going to be one of those SEC matchups that you look at all season or on every season right now with the way Stoops has that program going up. Uh, A very interesting matchup there on the 12th. Number three. The number three game on the list this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 is also on the 12th. It's Tennessee playing at Oklahoma. Now, if Tennessee... They have an opportunity that uh, with Jeremy Pruitt, that could be the coming out party for Tennessee. They could go into Oklahoma and smack around a Big 12 team, just beat the Big 12 team at Oklahoma. That could be a jumping point for them and uh, possibly move the Vols back into the national spotlight. Number two. Number two on the list this afternoon, Texas is playing at LSU. Now, I hope that LSU does not treat Texas like Texas treated them last season where they cut the air conditioner off in the locker rooms. Remember that? That wasn't a very good sportsman-like move. Of course, nothing came out of that because, you know, Texas has their own radio network, their own television network. They can get away with just about anything. But I'm sure Matthew McConaughey will be on the sidelines. Hopefully, they won't get him uh, saying curse words that you have to explain to your children because that, that happened last year as well. I think uh, college game day may be on site. I don't know. We'll see. But that's going to be a great matchup. Texas playing at LSU. September the 12th, by the way, is going to be an outstanding day of football in the SEC. But finally, and number one. Number one on the list is September the 19th. Georgia playing at Alabama for the first time in five years. You know, we're supposed to see these teams play in the regular season. And that's something that gets me, too. You always hear about from the SEC apologists, the ones who are like, we play in the SEC. Yeah, Georgia hasn't played Alabama in the regular season in five years. Okay, so it's not like you constantly get a bunch of the SEC West powers if you're in the East. You could have a season where your two cross-conference games are, what, Arkansas and Ole Miss? Yeah, but you still play in the SEC, right? That doesn't make any sense to me. We play in the SEC, so it's just better, Rob. You just have to deal with it. No, I'm not buying into all that. But I do think this game on September the 19th, Georgia at Alabama, should be really, really good. Georgia's defense is supposed to be really good. Uh, The question here is, uh, will Jamie Newman be doing the thing at quarterback for Georgia, the transfer in from Wake Forest? I don't know. They are playing at Alabama. This could be the game that could end the national championship hopes of one team or put them into a spot where if they lose, uh, they're going to have to win every game out. So this is definitely almost a knockout game on September the 19th, Georgia playing at Alabama. First time in five years they played in the regular season. So those are my top five games in the SEC. I've got five games in the ACC that we will uh, that I'm looking forward to. I will have those for you tomorrow on the list as we roll along here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Just I look at the, the games on September the 12th. My goodness, man. You talk about games that could really influence the season. You know, I mentioned Texas LSU, but... Uh, That Tennessee-Oklahoma game is going to be interesting. Also, Kentucky at Florida, a game that could decide the East. 
I'm not saying Kentucky's going to win the East, but if Kentucky beats Florida, stand by, because that could open up the door for Georgia. That's going to be one of the biggest games of the SEC season there. And then you've got Auburn and North Carolina playing in Atlanta. Trust me, Mac Brown will have those guys ready to play. If you watch their games last year, they didn't really get blown out by anybody. And I like what Sam Howell does at quarterback. I think he, he was I think he got enough as far as people figuring him out last year, but um, figuring out he was good, but he made big plays. He always seemed to make the throw that he needed to make. Just a really good player uh, is Sam Howell, in my opinion. And I think that North Carolina, with the recruiting classes they're getting, I don't know how much longer Mac Brown is going to coach, but he has definitely stabilized the program. Now the thing is, is that North Carolina has to figure out who they're going to get to take over for Mac Brown because obviously, being in his advanced age, you can't coach there forever. Nobody beats Father Time. So that's going to be the next thing with North Carolina, but that could be the jumping-off point there for them as well. Or Auburn could come in and say, you know what, we're going to stomp North Carolina and put our notice out to the rest of the SEC that uh, it's not Alabama's division, it's not LSU's division, we're going to be a team that we can put together something and possibly compete to go to Atlanta. It could be that as well. Either way, it's going to be interesting. The ACC folks that, uh, that are out there, they're hoping that North Carolina can pick up this win at a neutral site. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you what, what people are going to be telling you if North Carolina wins that game. The first thing they're going to say is it's a neutral site game and it doesn't matter. That's what the SEC apologists will be telling us at random, quickly as they possibly can. Oh, it was at a neutral site. If they'd have went to Auburn, Auburn would have won by 17 touchdowns. That's what you'll get. But if Auburn beats them, it's up. The ACC sucks. North Carolina is one of the best teams there. The ACC sucks. See, look what happened. I mean, it's like a pillow they can always fall back on. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny stuff. We'd love to take your calls at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, uh, is there a game in all in September that you're looking forward to? I think those five SEC games are outstanding. Especially that, that game on the 19th has national championship implications at this point. 803-978-1832. We'll take your calls when we come back this afternoon. Uh, here on the rundown. Don't forget, Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. He will be with you today from 4 to 6 o'clock. He is uh, broadcasting from Castle de Spawn. Doing his thing out there, man. You got to love uh, Lawton's show. If you're into uh, not just Clemson stuff, man, he's got you know great stuff all over the place. So be sure to listen to Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk. He is the czar of Clemson sports. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. A couple things came out today I wanted to share with you. The first one. First one is, um, this is from the state newspaper. Where South Carolina ranks in odds to win the SEC. Now I know that... You know, I think the Gamecocks are going to have kind of a transitional year with Mike Bobo and, and everyone coming in. And you can make an argument that uh, they need a little couple more horses if they're going to try to compete to go to Atlanta. But it's interesting. USC 
is favored as behind the favorites Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Auburn, and Texas A&M. The other teams are at 100-1, to 1, which is what the Gamecocks are, are Kentucky, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Missouri, and Tennessee. Yeah. Crazy, right? When you stop and think about it. So, of course, they're right there in the mix. Interesting stuff there. Also, you've got Clemson holds the highest Power 5 Conference Championship Vegas odds. This is interesting because this comes from uh, the website Bet Online, which, by the way, the sports books right now are not having much fun. You haven't seen a DraftKings commercial in forever. Remember we used to see those all the time? Yeah, you're not seeing any of those right now. Nothing to play on. Clemson is the unquestioned favorite for the ACC football crown, and the betting market reflects just that. The ACC winner odds. Clemson's at 1-6. to six. So you got to bet $6 to win $1 is basically the adage there. Miami's at 15-2. to two. North Carolina's at 10-1. to one. Virginia Tech's at 12-1. to one. I wouldn't bet on Virginia Tech to walk my dog. I think they're going to be a gong show this year. Florida State's at 16 to 1, Virginia's at 20 to 1, Louisville's at 28 to 1. I don't understand that. I think Louisville's going to be better than that. Interesting. Pitts at 28 to 1, Wake Forest at 40 to 1, NC State at 50 to 1, Duke at 66 to 1. Same thing goes for Syracuse. Boston College is at 80 to 1 and Georgia Tech is at 250 to 1. I'm not saying Georgia Tech is going to be a team that competes and wins their uh, division. I think Georgia Tech is going to shock some folks over there in the coastal. Look for them to pick up wins this season over teams that people think, ah, oh, they don't have much of a chance against. I think they're going to have a season like Tennessee had last year, where people weren't really high on Tennessee, but Jeremy Pruitt's a good coach. Jeff Collins is a good coach. And I like the, the vibe that he's putting in there with Tennessee, or with Georgia Tech. Very strong team there. Uh, or will be a strong team because he's able to recruit the Georgia area. And that's something that could affect Clemson fans later on with, their, with the Clemson football team. You know, a lot of these great Georgia players that they're getting out of Atlanta, Jeff Collins is going to um, snap up some of those guys. Now, I know Clemson's recruiting all over the place now, but... When you really stop and think about it, there is a, um, a set of, of players that uh, come from Georgia, the Georgia area, mm, Deshaun Watson, mm, Trevor Lawrence, you know, guys like that, that may have, may eventually, uh, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have gone to Clemson anyway, I'm just saying that there would be a better opportunity for them to look at Georgia Tech because they're not playing the... Uh, the wishbone, funky T-bone, whatever it was that they were playing before. Now Jeff Collins bringing in more of a pro-style offense. They are going to be able to recruit and get better players. I think that's going to happen. It's just going to take him some time. I don't think they're going to finish last in the Coastal this year, though. I've been writing my previews up that I'm going to have on my blog page at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. That's one of them. Georgia Tech will not finish last in the Coastal Division. That will not happen. Simple as that. I think they're going to be that much better this year. Not like win the division better, but not finishing last in the coastal better. 
which is an accomplishment from what they were. And uh, considering the fact they literally nuked the program and they were able to basically start over. I mean, remember when we were kids, you had like the Nintendo and you'd play Mario Brothers and it'd freeze up and you have to reset it and you get mad about it. That's basically what Georgia Tech did. They've completely reset the system. And that's, uh, that's, that kind of thing takes time. You know, Boston College is the same way. Their new coach, I don't know much about, but they're kind of resetting from the way they've done things. We'll see how that works out for them as well. Uh, in the coming days, we've got some great stuff we're going to have on the rundown. By the way, if you missed last week, where, where were you at, man? Check out the podcast. We had some great interviews, including uh, USC Supter coach Tim Medlin talking about um, the baseball draft and what he thinks is going to happen as far as how long it takes for some uh, for the teams to get ready if we're going to have a major league season. Very fascinating interview with a man who's coached a lot more baseball and has probably forgot more about baseball than I'll ever remember. That would be, of course, uh, more than I know. That would be Coach Tim Mellon. Go and check that out. Also, former Dallas Cowboys head coach Wade Phillips joined us last week, and we talked about everything from uh, how his dad uh, helped him as far as getting a job, his first NFL job, to why his dad's name is Bum. Very interesting stuff there. And how much Fortnite he plays. (laughs) I don't know why I asked him a question about Fortnite, but, yeah, that was fun. So we had him on the show as well. Also, Sam Smith joined us last week. He wrote The Jordan Rules. If you remember that book back in 1991, we learned that Michael Jordan uh, was not the the clean plastic version that we thought he was. Michael Jordan liked to gamble on golf. We learned about that in 1991 from the Jordan Rules. So go and check out uh, that interview with Sam Smith. And then Michael Bisbing also joined us, former UFC heavyweight champion. Uh, this guy was was amazing when he was in the ring, just knocking people out. Really, really cool stuff. Talked some fighting with him last week. Of course, if you missed the interview with Mike Mooneyham, that will be up at about 5 o'clock this afternoon. We also have tomorrow Terrence Oglesby joining the program. Terrence, of course, is a um, was a guy that was a sharpshooter for Clemson. I, I love using that term. He would Terrence could like step across half court and just shoot it. Didn't care. He'd hit it, too. I mean, it wasn't like he was just throwing it up there like I would. He'd actually hit it. You better know where he's at at three-quarters court because he'll shoot it. He doesn't care. He's going to join us tomorrow and talk about the NBA draft. And I think this week we're going to have something come out about A.J. Lawson. It's just a hunch. I haven't heard anything. I don't know anybody down there at South Carolina. It's just a hunch I've got in my head. I think this week you're going to see a lot of guys are making the decision on whether or not they're going to go to the NBA draft. Okay? I think that we'll get that decision from... A.J. Lawson this week, and my gut tells me, and this is just me, I think he comes back to South Carolina. I really do. Let's head out to the phones. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Rundown. Hello. Welcome to the Rundown. All right. We'll call back. All right. We're about out of time anyway for today's show, but Terrence Oglesby will join us tomorrow. We'll talk about the NBA draft, and then on Wednesday, Teddy Hefner is going to join us by phone. And we will talk with him about the, uh, the tweet he put out earlier that it's a 50-50 shot that we're going to have a football season. So we'll, uh, we'll have Teddy Hefner join us on the phone to talk about that. I'm on Twitter, at Rob Sounds Good. Feel free to follow me there. And uh, the, all, all the opinions are my own. 
I, I don't delete my tweets like some folks. I love when, when, I'll, when I'll tweet something out and some smart aleck will post something underneath it and then realize they were stupid and then go back and delete the tweet. And then my, my Twitter threads look stupid like I'm talking to myself, which is kind of funny. But uh, go and follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob. Sounds good. And the podcast, as I said, will be up this afternoon at about uh, 5, 5.30. As I said, Clemson Sports Talk is up next today. Lawton Swan, the czar of Clemson Sports, is jacked up and ready to give us a good show. Uh, and he better he better entertain us. If not, we'll just, when he comes back, we'll throw stuff at him. That's how that's going to work. Brian says, I can't call my listeners stupid. I didn't say they were stupid. I just said people were stupid that deleted tweets. They may not be listening. I'm not calling the listener stupid. I'm just saying that if, you're, if you delete your tweets, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> I'm implying that you're stupid. I'm not saying, I guess I am calling you stupid if you delete your tweets. Good point, Brian. That's why Brian's better at this than I am, I think. Anyway. But check out Lawton Swan. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Lawton doesn't call people stupid. He's at Clemson Sports on Twitter. He loves everyone. He wants to be mayor. He really does. So uh, check him out this afternoon. He will uh, give you everything you need if, you're, uh, if you have to work today on your ride home. Not just Clemson stuff, man. Bulldogs, Yellow Jackets, Gamecocks, everybody loves Clemson sports talk. More of the rundown tomorrow. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400.